Hi guys, this is your host Ola and welcome to the All Things Money podcast where I'm here to discuss all things money from budgeting, saving, investing and everything else in between. The news has made it no secret that we're currently in a cost of living crisis. I hear the term almost every day now and obviously with the news constantly going on about the current economic climate, it's hard not to feel anxious and nervous about the current situation. As a result of this, it's not unusual to experience financial anxiety, which is why I've decided to talk about financial anxiety, what it is, and also share some tips to help you guys if you're currently experiencing it yourself. To help me talk about this topic, I'm back with my friend Carla, founder of Wealthbright. Hi, Carla. Welcome back. How are you? Hi, Ola. Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you. Thanks for having me back on the show. You're welcome. Obviously, thank you for joining me back onto the podcast. Obviously, for those who haven't had the joys of listening to our last podcast episode together, please feel free to introduce yourself. Sure. Well, thanks. Yeah, I'm Carla. I'm the founder of Wealthbright. And Wealthbright is a business that is working with employers and their people, teaching them financial education skills in the workplace. So, yeah, we are going into businesses and having conversations like how to read my payslip, how does my workplace pension work? Mm. Yeah, explaining to people their pay and benefits and then getting into other money management topics. Amazing. So obviously, as the founder of Wealthbright, what actually made you start the business? So I guess, you know, it was a combination of personal experience, but also observing what, as you just said, is kind of happening around us. So Mm. I have been in work for sort of, you know, 15 years or so. And over that time, I I moved jobs throughout Mm -hmm. that time. And I guess I was reflecting that I never really got taught some of those fundamentals about the money I was receiving from the job I was doing. And I feel like that's the kind of the benchmark that sets the tone for your financial well-being because the money I got from work was the only money I had coming into my bank account. And actually, I didn't always understand how it got calculated. And I certainly, at times, particularly at the beginning of my career, didn't understand, like, should I be putting more in my pension? Mm -hmm. Should I choose this benefit that I've been offered? Or, you know, why did it matter to understand these things? Yeah, so that was kind of my experience. And then just with COVID, with Brexit, with so many things happening around us. And now with this cost of living crisis, I was just really aware that money is front of mind for pretty much everyone. Mm -hmm. And and I guess I wanted to do something and create something where we would kind of seize that opportunity and turn it into a positive experience for people and give them some of the tools and the knowledge that they need to effectively, to borrow a phrase from Brexit, take back control, right? (laughs) But I want them to take back control of their finances so that they can make a plan for not just today, but also for tomorrow. Yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing that. Because I think, like you said, money is at the forefront of everyone's minds. Like I can't, like just around the corner from the bus stop to me, the petrol station is right there. So every day I'm reminded of how much petrol is increasing, you know, um, how much you're kind of spending on a regular basis now because things are just so expensive. So yeah, so obviously naturally a lot of people will be feeling a little bit anxious. And also I feel like it's really important to note that you're not a bad person for feeling anxious. It's not uncommon. It's not unusual. I've always spoken about how I felt I have felt financial, financially anxious in the past. So obviously this is why it's really important to kind of get down into depth about financial anxiety. So obviously, Carla, I have you here to help me discuss this today. So obviously let's start with the very basics. What actually is financial anxiety? 
Yeah, well, the first thing to say, just so everyone's clear on this, I'm, I'm not a medical professional. So mm. what I can do is talk about how we understand financial anxiety. But what I can also do is talk about personal experience with anxiety. Yeah. So I've also experienced anxiety in my own life. So I kind of understand the way it can creep up on you. And I also know from practical experience myself about some of those techniques that you can use mm-hmm. to try to manage that anxiety if it does come up against you. Yeah. So yeah, so I guess to answer your question, what is financial anxiety? Well, I think I'd start with just understanding what is anxiety. Yeah. So anxiety is this, this, the definition is like an unease, a worry, a constant worry, something that can express itself from being very mild, Mm -hmm. but can also be extremely severe. And in the context of a financial anxiety, then that's really where you move into a state where you're constantly worried about money. And it could be that it's a very specific thing that you're worried about, or it might just be a generalized state of anxiety. And yeah. as you said, actually at the minute, and I, I think I, I remember reading something even during the pandemic that uh, reports around people's mental health have really increased. And, mm-hmm. and there's just this generalized sense of anxiety at the minute because of all the things that are happening around and to us that feel like they're outside of our control. Yeah. And actually, when it comes to the issue of financial anxiety, that's also it can be expressed in that way. You can just mm-hmm. have this sense of, you know, as you said, energy prices are rising, housing prices are rising, cost of food is rising, mm-hmm. and it just feels very overwhelming. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I start describing financial anxiety. But we can talk about, you know, other symptoms and other uh, expressions of it in a minute. Yeah, no, thank you so much for exp- um, explaining that so clearly, because like you said, it is that feeling of worry and you know anyone can experience feeling of worry you could be a rich person who feel worried you could feel you know be maybe slightly worse off and still feel worried like having that feeling of anxiety isn't uncommon so again this is why we're talking about it because again I feel like mental health and money is always that taboo so this is why we have these kind of topics discussed about on the um, podcast as well but obviously we know what financial anxiety is now thanks to your great definition Carla but what are the different causes of financial anxiety? Well you know it it can manifest itself because of a number of reasons right Mm -hmm. this could be things like I'm worried about whether or not I'm going to be able to afford my weekly shop yeah um you know we've seen again reports in the news about the increase in food bank use in the UK and some of that is coming out because people feel unable to manage with the money they have to meet their weekly shop demands I think it could also be fear of losing a job Mm -hmm. I mean right now there's lots of press about redundancies in the tech industry um there are strikes ongoing all over the country at the minute and 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 there's news about more strikes and and some of that if you uh, from what I've understood is also about the fear of people being made redundant yeah people might be worried about losing their home so we've seen with inflation interest rates are rising that has a knock-on effect for anybody who has a mortgage Mm -hmm. and if you don't own a house and you're renting you may have seen rent increase because your landlord has had to put it up to manage their own mortgage so you know there's there's these combination of things it could also be a fear of sinking into debt and that could be as a result of demands you have on your existing uh income Mm. and just as a result of the cost of things increasing yeah so it, it 
you know, financial anxiety can arise for lots of different reasons. Yeah. Like you said, it does not choose who it, you know, who it affects. Yeah. This is something that anyone, regardless of their income, can actually find themselves dealing with. Yeah. So, you know, I think having a high salary doesn't mean you don't face money worries. That's one thing to be aware of. But and and also that people can be caught by surprise by financial anxiety, right? Yeah. So you may not recognize your symptoms as financial anxiety, but here's a few things that I would sort of suggest. Like if you have experienced any one of these things, then perhaps you are dealing with some level of financial anxiety. So we talked about some specifics about the jobs, the home and the debt, Mm -hmm. but actually if you are struggling to sleep at night, um, if you're struggling with concentration, that could be at work or at home, mm-hmm. or just generally. If you find yourself self-medicating with alcohol to kind of try and manage with these money yeah, worries yeah. that you're dealing with, or perhaps you've just fallen out of daily routines and you're finding it quite hard to motivate yourself, then those are all indicators of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Now, the question you have to ask yourself is, what is the root cause of my anxiety? And I would say that I wouldn't be surprised if for a lot of people right now, the cause of that is a general sense of financial anxiety because mm-hmm. of what's happening around us. Yeah, no. And thank you for sharing that because I've not made it a secret that I've struggled with financial anxiety in the past. It's something that I can tend to feel anxious sometimes as well, even as you know, someone that runs a business. I mean, I run all things money as a full-time job. That in itself can be very anxiety inducing. And for me, you know, sometimes it can manifest in many different ways like Carla's mentioned, but also I also get this like tight feeling in my chest about it. Like I think sometimes it just, you know, I mean, we're all only human, aren't we, at the end of the day? So yeah, like you said, Carla, it can manifest in very many ways. Yeah, and I think something that's worth mentioning as well, and, you know, I speak from personal experience here as well, like if you've ever been affected by mental health issues, there's quite a lot of research that would show that you're more likely to have money problems. Mm. So if you're someone who has had anxiety or depression for other reasons in the past, then there is a fair amount of evidence that, you know, you may have some behaviors with money that may make you more vulnerable to Mm. having experienced financial stress or like splurge spending or you know debt or or uh, lots of other you know kind of consequential actions and unfortunately what you can find is then that becomes a bit of a vicious cycle so if you've experienced mental health problems in the past you might be more likely to have money problems and then those money problems feed back into creating financial anxiety Mm -hmm. so I think it's you know, what I'd say to people listening to this episode is to say, well, you know, I think it's important to have a kind of honest conversation with yourself about, you know, your own feelings. Um, you know, it might be helpful to write those down um, if you don't feel comfortable talking about them with somebody else, but just actually take stock of where you're at with mm. your emotions and try to ask yourself, like, what's really making me feel this way? Yeah. And if you feel like it's money um, and financial anxiety, then there are some things you can do to kind of uh, lessen the anxiety, lessen yes. the load. Um, yeah. And, and, and yeah, so we can we can kind of have a chat about what those are. Absolutely. Take it away, Carla. Yeah, well, I guess... Um, I wanted to highlight that actually the NHS has a dedicated website page um, to financial anxiety and money worries. 
And actually they have sort of four key recommendations for anybody dealing with financial anxiety. So the first one is about staying active. And now that might not be the first thing that people think about when they're like, no. hang on a second, mate. I said I was worried about money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So you're telling me to be active. What, how, how does that fit together? But actually, you know, this is about thinking about the effect that anxiety has on your physical and mental well-being. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you're experiencing poor financial well-being and that expresses itself as, you know, Um, perhaps it's drinking too much perhaps it's not exercising it's losing your social routine yeah and maybe stop you're not talking to people you're avoiding things then those can all kind of start to build and have a really damaging effect on your overall health so actually one of the ways to make start getting back into good habits is to stay active so that's the first thing the second thing they recommend is facing your fears now that might sound tough but like we just said actually it doesn't have to be as scary as putting yourself in a box full of spiders which would be yeah (laughs) my fears (laughs) yeah Yeah. it doesn't need to be that terrifying so it could be really simply you opening up to a friend if you feel comfortable doing that it could be you biting the bullet and logging into your bank account to mm-hmm. actually look at that bank balance. It could be asking someone to be an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you need help and maybe you just recognize, look, I'm, I'm struggling to do this myself. I'm going to need someone else to help me along the way. And as I said, writing things down can often be a really good way of getting it out of your mind, kind yeah. of giving yeah. you a bit of breathing space between the thing that you're experiencing and the kind of physical and emotional impact it's having Mm -hmm. on you. So that's facing your fears. Thirdly, NHS recommends limiting alcohol intake, which I think, you know, it's probably speaks for itself. It's, it's kind of well known that people who are struggling with mental health problems can find themselves turning to not just necessarily alcohol, but whatever their vices drugs or anything else to kind of just to, just to block out the noise, right? And, and you know, to anyone who may be in that space right now or or has experienced that cycle, no judgment here whatsoever. Um, I fully admit that the second lockdown during the pandemic was what I would now refer to as my wine lockdown. Mm-hmm. It was tough for everyone. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, you know, I think it's just recognizing where you're at and trying to trying to take small steps to reduce those behaviors that actually are going to make you feel worse at the end of Mm -hmm. the day. And then lastly, is not giving up on your daily routine. So, you know, right before we jumped on this call, I was sharing with Ola that also as somebody who started their own business, one of the things I constantly have to try and manage is this idea of self-sourcing energy. And that's the this sort of challenge of being a founder that you're mm. operating in a pretty alone a lot of the time. You yep. know, you do have yep. friends, you, you get to come <laughs> and do these podcasts, it's great. But actually, it can be sometimes a fairly isolating experience. Very. And one of the things I really have to focus on is this idea of like getting up every day, having a routine in place, even if it's just going for a walk around the block. Um, to kickstart my day because yeah. if I don't I find it really easy to slip into an experience where it's maybe halfway during the day and I haven't done anything and I'm you know and then that builds to my anxiety about oh my gosh I'm not doing enough or mm-hmm. uh, I'm struggling right 
Now, if you play that into a financial anxiety concept context, I mean, the same thing can be this can be said, right? If you are really struggling with the expression of anxiety, that might manifest itself in depression. It could be that you're skipping work. Yeah. You might be feeling like it's really hard to get up out of bed in the mornings. You know, if you have a sense that there's a cloud hanging over your head, sometimes it just slows everything down. Mm-hmm. So trying to the best of your ability to stick to those daily routines can be really powerful and just kind of get you going again. Yeah, no. Wow. Thank you for those tips because I feel like I probably could take a couple of them, especially when it comes to, you know, sticking to your daily routine. I wouldn't say for me when I'm financially anxious that I struggle to, you know, stay active and go out and about my daily routine. But sometimes you just like, you just don't want to, like, you're just like, Certain days I'm just like, no, I am going to cancel all my plans because I just don't feel like I want to face that. Um, especially when it comes to like Apple Pay and you're tap, tap, tapping away. And you're like, oh my gosh, I already know in my soul that I've already overspent what I should have this week. You know, <laughs> it is tough. It is tough. So yeah. yeah, thank you so much for sharing those. Yeah. So, but it's so interesting. You just mentioned that sort of ability to tap on your phone and like how that mm-hmm. can impact how you feel. Because one of the things about people who suffer from anxiety and depression and mental health problems of whatever nature mm. is that you're looking oftentimes to kind of soothe the experience you're going through. You look for a dopamine hit. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's been quite a lot of science about this, about like, the, the impact of being able to sort of click on your phone to give you the pleasure sensation, that reward sensation mm-hmm. of whatever it happens to be. Like if you, I don't know, it could be like buying something new that you've looked at, maybe you don't really need, but you've wanted it. So you're like, you know what? F it, I'm going to yeah. have it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I need yeah. a pick me up right now, right? And, and those are some of the behaviors and patterns that in the moment might make you feel good, but probably always come with something of a hangover. And yeah, it's it's hard, right? I mean, I tell you a tip for that. I actually took Apple Pay off my phone. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I so, I, so I, I started gradually, actually, about a year ago, I removed my credit card. Yeah, um, as of Because I. I was spending on my credit card. In a way, I just didn't need to. I was just like buying things because my credit card was on there. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't need to do this. Yeah. And it wasn't getting like totally out of hand. It was just mm. like I was spending on stuff I just didn't need, right? And, and I knew I was doing that. So I took my credit card off Apple Pay first. And then actually last couple of months, I decided, you know what? I'm going to take it off completely because it's just too easy. And yes. I am a sucker for adverts on social media. Um, <laughs> I see that nice summer outfit that someone's promoting and I'm like, oh, I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just don't need it. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that because I actually have done the same. Again, like you said, the spending wasn't out of control, but it was just, you know, while well, my credit card's on there, so I could just use that. So yeah, now I literally only go out with my Monzo card. And I think I've mentioned that to a few people now. And I think that mm. many of them have done the same because it is so easy. Having Apple Pay and having your all your card details saved on your Google Chrome extension, it just makes shopping so frictionless and spending frictionless, which is where I know a lot of people have come to realize that's how they're struggling to stick to their budget. Because again, spending has become so easy. You don't even need to think about it anymore, especially when we think about buy now, pay later, which we're not even going to delve into. That's a whole other topic. But yeah, I think that's where like you said, people get look for their dopamine hit. They're like, oh, well, I know I'm X amount into debt. An extra hundred or a couple of hundred isn't going to make a difference. 
But I think, again, like you said, you need to face your fears, guys, if you can. Allocate time to actually have a look at your finances. I know we often get really stressed about, you know, how we're doing financially, but some of us don't actually know where we're at. So I think it's really important to have a look at, you know, where are we at financially? Some people might actually be doing better than they think they are. Some people might have a nasty little look and realise, okay, I've, you know, overspent X amount. Okay, but just even knowing that you've spent X amount is a good place to be and to understand and to implement steps to overcome that. Because I think, again, we kind of bury our head in the sand sometimes with things and we refuse to kind of resolve the problem because we're just too scared to look. Absolutely, 100%. I think it's worth just mentioning whilst we're talking about it. A couple of things. So one is short-term anxiety or stress can actually be a positive for some people if it's used to help focus and meet the demands of a stressful situation, right? So we all kind of understand this idea of fight or flight, right? Mm-hmm. And that that idea is that your body, when it's kicking full of adrenaline and it's in a stressful situation, can actually be used in a positive way to deliver on whatever you need to do in that moment. Yeah. So for some people, some of what is happening with their financial anxiety, if they can harness that mm-hmm. and say, I'm going to use this to empower myself to take action, to start by understanding where I'm at today financially and where do I want to be in the future, that could be a really positive use of that stress and yeah. that anxiety, right? And it might be that you decide that you're going to learn about money. You're going to spend a bit more time getting educated, or maybe you're going to just try and adopt some of these good practices and behaviors mm-hmm. we've mentioned already. Yeah. I think the flip side is if you're in a state where you feel like you've got ongoing financial anxiety, where it's no longer being beneficial to yourself. I think the thing to say is don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it, Right. So we talked already about maybe speaking to a friend or, mm-hmm. or someone you trust. For some people, that's just not an option. Yeah. So I want to shout out to a couple of places people can go if they feel like they want to talk to someone, but they don't have someone nearby to do that with. So the first one is Step Change. This is a charity that works with people who find themselves in debt that's unmanageable. I want to just say as well, for anybody listening, there's no minimum amount of debt that you need to be in for you to qualify for their services so if you're in debt or you've got payments coming into your account that you are struggling to meet and you're falling behind and you or you feel like you will fall behind call step change they can be really useful in kind of Mm -hmm. guiding people through payment plans they will work with you to kind of speak with creditors they're really amazing resource for people in that sort of debt problem debt situation The other one I want to mention is Citizens Advice Bureau. So I actually, I was in my local swimming pool recently and I noticed in the swimming pool that they had these signs up saying that Citizens Advice in my area were hosting financial anxiety and money worries drop-in sessions. So Citizens Advice is really on top of the fact that money worries are number one for people right Mm -hmm. now. And they've got lots of resources. Uh, They work all over the United Kingdom, no matter where you are. And yeah, as I say, they're doing loads of stuff in the community where they'll basically be making themselves available to support people where they're at. So I think, you know, those are two resources I just want to make mention of for people. Thank you for sharing them, because like you said, sometimes speaking to friends and family members isn't an option. 
but there's also no shame in asking for help guys and I feel like I always touch on this on all things money if you are struggling please don't suffer in silence you know that's probably the worst thing you can do I think again when you share your problem it's a problem halved so at least someone else is aware of the fact that you're going through things like you know I voice very much about how I suffer with financial anxiety sometimes I speak to my mum a lot about it she's very much aware of where my where this all comes from and where it stems from because sometimes there is a sole cause of the anxiety so yeah definitely definitely reach out if you can also another charity I kind of want to shout out about is mine charity so obviously that's the mental health charity again they have a really good free hotline if you're reaching wanting to reach out if you're suffering as well yeah absolutely Brilliant. Oh, well, thank you so much, Tyler, for joining me on the podcast again. It was honestly so great having you back on, sharing some useful tips and information again, because some people might not even know what financial anxiety is. So yeah, having this conversation was really, really useful. And hopefully you guys have found this episode useful as always. But obviously, before we wrap up today's episode, Carla, if people would like to follow you online, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find us on Instagram under the handle at Wealthbright. That's B-R-I-T-E. We've got a website, wealthbright.co.uk. And actually on the website, if people are interested, we've got a couple of things that you can access for free. So we have a take a money personality quiz. So if you're someone who maybe you kind of want to understand a bit more about your behavior with money, but you're not really sure where to start. We've got this fun quiz you can take and it will give you an idea of what kind of personality you are and maybe give you some tips as well. We also have a free budgeting tool on there, which anybody can access. And we kind of guide you through how to use that. And for people who maybe do want to get started with trying to take account of where they're at with their money, that's a great way to start just starting to build a budget So yeah, so people can find us there. But yeah, thanks so much, Ola. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I think, you know, maybe just as this final thing to say is just, I think a lot of people recognize the idea of mental health and Mm -hmm. how important it is to look after your mental and physical health. I think what we're only starting to realize more generally is that the role that money plays Mm -hmm. in our underlying mental health, right? And that's where we kind of get to the concept of financial anxiety. So it's been great to be here to talk about why it's important for people to look after their financial well-being. And I hope people find it useful. Thank you so, so much, Kyla. Obviously, as always, I'll share all of the links to find Wealthright in the podcast description. But yeah, thank you so much again, Kyla. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the All Things Money podcast. For more All Things Money, make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast and make sure you tune back in next week.